on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% L.A. Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, L.A. Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Guessman, coming to you on a Thursday, May 20th, the L.A. Galaxy getting ready to face off against the Portland Timbers coming up this weekend. Uh, an early game again for the LA Galaxy. They'll be traveling up on Friday. So we're going to get you ready for that game, but there is a ton of LA Galaxy news that we need to get you through. So uh, there's new signings, there's rumors, there's squashing rumors, there's NFTs, if anybody actually cares about any of that stuff. There's a waiver draft thingy that happened today. Um, so yeah, that's sort of where we are. It's going to be a very, very busy show. A lot of little things to get to. And to help me, do all of that my co-host for the day for for really for my life i should say is uh is eric the portuguese hammer beer eric how's it going that's the sweetest thing i think you've ever said to me I, we're getting yeah. married we should <laughs> just tell everybody <laughs> we, we should nice. we, we should shout it from the rooftops i'm just saying <laughs> that i will say when, when you said my host just for today i was like man there's there bad news coming down the pipeline <laughs> you know there's a labor shortage maybe i'm in trouble here after uh, after this game yeah that's it I just, I just wanted you to know. I mean, or after you're you're done, written off uh, after this. Uh, How's your day going? You okay? You hanging in there? (laughs) I'm doing all right. It's uh, the kids last week of school, so they are bouncing off the walls as to be expected. Kids who are excited to in school. So yeah, I got that and work and and life and uh, you know got my son playing Roblox. You know, making money off of Roblox. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, I didn't even know you could make money. You texted me this, and I it sent me into a spiral of finding out how um, maybe I could scam that, being an adult making money on Roblox. I was going to say, he's doing a a thousand times better job uh, with his side hustle than I am. So he made a game on Roblox, and then there are people who play his game, and then he gets Robux for people playing his game. So he, he's got his own little thing at six years old, much better than I do. He, he's got, he's puts, puts the super chat to shame. So shout out to you, to my son Lincoln, who's <laughs> doing his thing on Roblox. He, he, he's absolutely, uh, absolutely killing it. I was going to say my, my night was, my day was crazy. Um, it was like I was doing three things at once. And then to top it all off, there was, there was a shoe incident tonight. And I don't know if your wife gives you any sort of guff about where you put your shoes. Um, yes. but I, I, she, she tends to believe that I put them in very horrible places and then she trips over them or does something. And it's like, I put them in the middle of the floor. So I, Eric have been working very hard on not putting my shoes in a place that would cause her any sort of harm. All right. I've been working very hard. So what happens is I get home today. 
I take my shoes off in the place I'm supposed to take my shoes off. I put them there and I go about my business. 10 minutes later, she trips over my shoes, which have magically been relocated to the center of the floor. And I got yelled at. Now, I'm telling you, it wasn't me who put him in there, but a little 18-month-old Jake who decided that he would move my shoes into a problem. (laughs) And now my wife doesn't believe that it wasn't me. So my son at 18 months old is getting me in trouble already. That's that's what's happening today. I was going to say, yeah, just wait till he gets on Roblox. Then, then you got to say, but talk about first world problems. I'm, I'm right here with you. We we got one of those shoe racks to yes. put the shoes away. Oh, yes, absolutely. And then, I, you know, of course, you leave the shoes next to the shoe rack, not on the shoe rack. Right. And it inevitably, everyone trips on them on the way out the door. So fun times. I hear you. It's like it's like your clothes. Shoe, be, hot shoe rack talk. It, it's like your clothes being next to the hamper and not in yeah. the hamper. I don't know why I can't make it into the hamper. It's clearly something is wrong. It's it's probably wrong with me. But anyway, yeah, that's where we're yeah. at. There's Just, a there's a psychological experiment that could be run on on why that is. There's something going on there. I, I don't know what it is. It's, so yeah. Perhaps someone could, could enlighten us. It, but I, I'm I'm there with you. I got your back there. It's not my fault. Is all I know. That's really what I'm, I'm coming down to. All right, let's get to some LA Galaxy news. A busy day for the LA Galaxy. A huge, busy, crazy day for Galaxy MLS. I mean, there were like seven announcements today. Uh, we did know that uh, that the LA Galaxy were going to announce uh, Ryan uh, Revelasson. And by the way, that's not how you say his name. Um, and we're not exactly sure how you say his name. We're going to wait until he, he shows up to actually say his name correctly. So let's get to a, a little bit of the news and some of the things that we can go through. One of the fun things that sort of happened earlier today was that uh, the LA Galaxy, not even the LA Galaxy, but former LA Galaxy players, um, Steven Gerrard and David Beckham, were inducted into the uh, Premier League Hall of Fame. So uh, in case anybody doesn't remember or maybe has selective memory there, Eric, uh, the the uh, Steven Gerrard did indeed play for the LA Galaxy. Um, I know some people want to pretend like they they didn't, but they absolutely, absolutely did. He did. Uh, I have a picture of him playing. I have I have all sorts of things. I've seen it happen, but Steven Gerrard, um, and then of course, David Beckham. Um, kind of a, a crazy thing to think about whenever you think about the LA Galaxy being, you know, 26 years old and then seeing, you know, basically that now these players who played, who we watched play. I mean, this was, this this wasn't that long ago, but yeah, yeah, we say recently, like it wasn't like, you know, (laughs) almost 10 years ago, whenever David Beckham walked away. Um, But yeah, I mean, what what, your thoughts on those guys? Yeah. I mean, it like, I was just going to say, I'm going to mirror your thoughts. And I was was going to say that, yeah, 1990 is still 10 years ago, right? Is that, is that how we're we're measuring this? Yes, absolutely. Um, But yeah, it, it is pretty impressive when you think these are, you know, English legends, Premier League legends, uh, you know, perhaps some of them came and, and didn't play with the same legend status uh, in MLS that they did back in the Premier League. But that's not to take away the careers that they had. They had excellent careers that that any anyone who, who played the game uh, would, would have been happy to have the career that they had. So obviously I, I understand uh, those who want to have the selective memory about Gerard. And I know the, the picture you put was an iconic moment, one of his first games scoring against San Jose. It looked, looked like it was going to be promising. Uh, maybe, maybe it didn't end on the best way. But at the end of the day, when you're a club that is the stature of the LA Galaxy and you're able to sign two legends like that and to have them connected to your club, uh, that's always a good thing because then when I'm sure we'll address rumors a little bit later, when your your team gets mentioned in these circles and when players around the league talk about coming to, to the United States, uh, we say this at least once a week, <laughs> the, the LA Galaxy is MLS. They are American soccer. They're yep. an institution. Yep. And the, the reason why is because of players like David Beckham, Stephen Gerrard, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, 
they come and they play for this franchise and that puts them on the map and uh, it's just kind of incredible. So, you know, we're, we're really a blessed fan base to have seen, uh, you know, the players that we've seen walk through the doors. Should, should we, should, I think we should take bribes. I will tell a, a David Beckham story. Um, actually I will tell a Mrs. Beckham story about how the one time I met, uh, David Beckham's wife. I don't know if I've ever told the story on the podcast. I'm sure I have, but it's probably been long enough. People have, have tuned out and now we have new people and, you know, we've been on long enough. Some people have probably died off sometimes too. Um, I was going to say the, yeah. the French, the new French listeners are going to enjoy the stories. These yeah. are all fresh jokes, new, new stories. That's for right. That's right. We can, we can do that. So, um, if, if we get, uh, let's see if we get $10 in super chats, it doesn't have to be a whole $10, but if we get it, I will tell a, a story about Steven Gerrard and I will tell a story about, uh, Mrs. Beckham. The one time I met Mrs. Beckham. So if we get those, uh, we'll rock and roll with that. I just think this is really, um, sort of fun to see the, the LA galaxy, you know, represented in such a, uh, historic part of, of football, you know, around the world. So, um, for me, uh, seeing that one, it brings back some good memories. Um, and two is, uh, that, uh, it, like you said, it puts the LA galaxy on the map. We were talking not too long ago about the media battle between LAFC and the LA galaxy and how the LA galaxy simply by making some personnel changes and then also, um, being a little bit of, um, you know, I would say a, a little bit more open um, with how they're doing things has kind of changed a lot of the landscape and the press that is currently going around between the two teams. And you can see that. Um, but you also see that, uh, and somebody pointed this out, they're saying, you know, the LA Galaxy are a worldwide brand too. And that's something that LAFC has not touched yet in terms mm -hmm. of worldwide sort of status. And so this, once again, locates the um, you know, the, the worldwide brand of, of the LA galaxy. This is, this is why whenever you talk about the LA galaxy, and like you said, whenever anybody's mentioned, that's why they're coming to the LA galaxy. Maybe, maybe nobody else can name any other MLS team, um, in MLS, but they can, they can name the LA galaxy. And that's usually because of a guy like David Beckham who came over very early and whether or not you put Steven Gerrard sort of in that he, he was here, he was a blip in the LA galaxy's history. Um, but he was certainly, uh, you know, a reason that the LA Galaxy continues. Latan Ibrahimovic. I mean, you know, you name the big names: Landon Donovan, Robbie Keane. All those yeah. guys uh, really sort of added to that. So uh, always fun, and we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. I love the chat rooms. Like, how much for a, a Giovanni dos Santos story? Uh, I don't have any of those. Most mostly because of uh, how it goes. Um, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's well, where it that is. Goes, that ties in perfectly with what you're saying about the LA Galaxy. You know, I, I would say that they're not even. Uh, you know, it's I think just flat out say they're being more aggressive with pushing the media and, and allowing having their players out front facing and talking and they're just going to get the coverage. And, uh, you know, just with the, with the rivals across town, we're going to find out a lot because we do know when when you're winning and playing well, you know, obviously things are you get a much more favorable story going your way. So when you're not winning and you're not the shiny new object, what are you going to do to stay in the spotlight? And I think we're going to see the rivals tested in that way. But fortunately, we, because of players like Keane Beckham, the whole, the whole deal uh, and Gerard, you know, the galaxy have managed to stay on the map. And so we're thankful for that because then it allows us to sign league two players. Yeah. Should, should I tease the, the Mrs. Beckham story by saying it involves the women's restroom? I, I don't, I, I mean, does that, does that make it, I, does that make you want to hear it more now or less? <laughs> I think, you know, I you've heard this story legal trouble for that. Yeah, yeah, you know, you, I, think, you, I think we need to check your local, your local and state authorities and whatever statutes about, uh, <laughs> you know, how much time can go by. What, what's double yeah. jeopardy? Is there a double jeopardy double, clause? I, I don't know. I, do, I, I bet all my money. Oh, wait, not that double jeopardy. Huh? All right, cool. <laughs> um, let's get to the LA galaxies, uh, waivers, uh, or not. It's MLS conducted a waivers draft today. Um, and not that it really matters all that much, but it was just an interesting thing to sort of 
to sort of look at and understand what COVID has done to the you know the footballing world, the soccer world, and certainly the NCAA. So basically, because the NCAA season, the college season, extended into the spring, which by the way, there are a bunch of soccer NCAA soccer coaches, Eric, who want to make soccer a year-round sport because soccer is played year-round. They just really, you know, they want to basically play on a European schedule, um, which is you play through the fall, through you know, have a break in the winter, and then come back and, and play in the uh, in the spring. They want to do that. That has keeps getting voted down, and it's one of those things I think eventually will change, which will really, I think, um, change the way NCAA soccer perhaps is viewed whenever it's more of a year-round sport. You don't have that huge drop-off between um, between the guys who just played, you know, spring, yeah, fall a fall sport, and then we're off for half the year and just doing trainings and spring games and that type of things. Um, and guys who are, you know, more professional in, in, in their playing times. I mean, that's one of the reasons kids are skipping college right now is that the season isn't long enough and they're not getting enough things. So this is all well, one of those things. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say it's, it's the same thing with, uh, you know, with high school, high school sports right now. Uh, you know, you have a lot of players who are choosing their club over their high school because for that reason, because instead of playing a, a 12 game season in the fall and being done, you know, you're committing to a year round schedule and being able to, you know, get more eyeballs on you. So it makes sense that with the the college age players, you know, if they're they're not already getting scouted and, and signing academy contracts or, or heading off to Europe, you know, to, they're not only losing out on that because of their they're in the college system, then they're playing a shorter season. That's something that whenever we do our super draft show and you go and look at how many games they played and the sample size, it really is a small sample size. Yeah, it is. Uh, so so I'm I'm in favor of making that happen. And then of course with everything with COVID pushing pushing the seasons and and everything getting pushed back. So it's been a tough, tough putt for, for the college players the last couple of years. It is basically MLS was going to do a waiver uh, order. And the way the waiver order would go would be if you look at the points totals um, and you look at those points totals and sort of um, a, uh, it, it, they wanted to run it in reverse order, right? So after three games, once everybody played three games, they basically did a standings table, a full, a full supporter shield standings table. The teams at the bottom got to pick, and that was sort of how it is, if they even wanted anybody. And I don't even know. I didn't get any announcements that anybody was picked. So who knows if this was a thing. Um, it says basically that the waiver process will conclude on Monday, May 24th. So they're going to run it all the way through the weekend. And basically, however that ends up going, it it, it ends up going. Um, it's not... Uh, it's just one of those weird things that COVID has sort of thrown, you know, a wrench into schedules and a whole bunch of things. It's uh, it, it's uh, an, an interesting time for all of uh, all of soccer as they try to progress through that. Now, we talked about LA Galaxy history, Eric, and it was funny because MLS puts out what I call like my cheat sheet for for games. And they're basically like, this is what's going on this week. And most of the time it's a bunch of fluff and you don't want to read it. But every once in a while, there's some cool stats in there. And I usually bring them whenever they have there. So they wanted to do the fastest or the most goals through five games in Major League Soccer history through <laughs> the first five games of the season. I I wonder why they're doing that. Why would they do that right I'm, now? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is this again, <laughs> you talk about getting press whenever you're playing well. Well, yeah. Chicharito is playing well and that's why he's getting the press. And so it was one of those things that they wanted to bring up. But the funny thing here is, and this usually happens, and this is why I always check the stats, even if it has nothing to do with the LA Galaxy. And you'll see in the next one, technically doesn't have anything to do with the LA Galaxy, but there's still a name there. Um, mm. But when you look at this chart, what you get is you get six names that had anywhere between seven and eight goals through the first five games of a season. Okay. Now the top name on that list is Landon Donovan, who had eight goals through the first five games of the 2008 um, season. Uh, not a great season, by the way, for the LA Galaxy, but Landon Donovan <laughs> was scoring goals. Um, and so he came in um, and did that. And uh, what you're seeing in that is he is the, the leader through that, through those five, right? And then there are five other people who are also have 
seven goals. A guy by the name of Edson Buttle, LA Galaxy player. Uh, Terry Henry, we know who that guy is. Uh, Raul, never heard of him? Yeah, I've never heard of him. No. <laughs> Handball? Nothing? Okay. Uh, oh, wow. That's going to make Robbie Keane very upset. Yeah, I'm sure he's listening and he'll be very upset. Um, <laughs> Raul Diaz Arce for DC United, 1997. He had seven goals. Um, and then there's two guys. Uh, a guy named uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, who had uh, seven goals through the first five games in 2019. And Javier Chicharito Hernandez, who had seven goals through the first five games. These ones uh, in 2021. When you do that and you look at the history, four out of those six, so two-thirds of the list, is LA yeah. Galaxy players. That's the stamp that this is one of the reasons that the LA Galaxy is world-known. It's one of the reasons that they are one of the biggest clubs in Major League Soccer is that anytime you bring up any history, there are LA Galaxy players there. Um, multiple. multiple. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. usually not just one. There's usually multiple players, and they're usually near the top, and it's one of those things to look at. But, I mean... It didn't surprise me, but every time I see stats, it always amazes me that whenever you go back and look at the uh, at the at the stats of how much how much the LA Galaxy have factored into all of these stats. Yeah, especially when you look at the the names on that list: Landon Donovan, Thierry Henry, Zlatan, uh, you know Javier Hernandez. You know those are those are world icons of football, and obviously Edson Buttle. You Edson know, Buttle, the, world icon yeah. of football. Yes, <laughs> but but. You know, just the fact that it, it is LA Galaxy players and that it's happening right now on that list, it's impressive. And the, to go back, and we'll talk about this also, with the LA Galaxy playing another nationally televised game, you know, we've gone, you know, a full month into the season, a month plus, and the LA Galaxy have, you know, we haven't had to have any spectrum issues or complain about not being able to watch it because people want to watch Javier Hernandez play and they want to see uh, what if he can have that redemption season and he p- appears to be having it. And I think. The, one of the most notable things that I want to point out is that that missed penalty really, really hurts because that would have put Javier, uh, you know, in the lead. It would have given him, you know, the Landon Don- the tie for Landon Donovan, and then he would have passed Zlatan Ibrahimovic because when Chicharito was brought in, I was one of those people who was saying, well, Chicharito's never going to replace Zlatan. You can't replace Zlatan. He's not at that level. He's a different type of player. He's more of a goal poacher. He's oppor- opportunistic, finds his place in the right place, right time. He's not going to create goals out of thin air. So he's not going to match that goal record. And and he's basically shutting us up right now this season by, by doing the same thing, not exactly the world class goals, bangers from midfield, but he is scoring a lot of goals and being productive. And that's that's all you can ask for as a fan. But at the same token, it's going to put the galaxy on the map. It's going to make people talk about them and it's going to keep them in the conversation. Uh, and that's exactly what you want. You know, you hope this fairy dust doesn't fall off anytime soon. Um, I think it's, I think it's hysterical because you brought that up and I got into not an argument, but I've seen this argument being made and it drives me crazy. It's like, well, this big team, this LA galaxy team, Chicharito scoring all the goals. It's basically like Zlatan Ibrahimovic scoring all the goals. And no. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, come here. I just want to, I just want to hold you down while I slap you across the face. Cause clearly you're delusional. You're not paying attention. And there's such a huge difference between what is happening. And, and that big difference for me, Eric, comes from the fact that Zlatan Ibrahimovic was having to create his own chances, right? And then he was scoring his own goals. It was very much, I get the ball to Zlatan and hey, he's going to do something with it. Um, <laughs> the, the Fresh Prince, pa- pass it to Will. Pass it to yeah, Will, but... absolutely. You know, that's <laughs> absolutely the thing. Um if if you look at Chicharito, he's not creating the chances. He's finishing the chances. So the LA Galaxy are creating chances for Chicharito, and they're doing it when everybody knows that they're creating chances for Chicharito. Um, that means that occasionally you're going to run into a Seattle who's very good defensively, and you're going to be able to be shut out. And I think that Kevin Cabral coming in, we're going to talk about him a little bit. Um, you know, you talk about Grant Sears sort of getting on the right 
right path as well. If you can start getting offense from Sebastian Legette, you start getting offense from these other midfielders that that takes the pressure off. And so Kevin Cabral, the, you know, we're going to talk about him and how he says there's not a lot of pressure. And Greg Vanny even said, you know, I think the pressure sort of off him now that he had his first game and he's, he's good, but there is, there should be a lot of pressure on Kevin Cabral. He needs to score goals. He yeah. needs to be dangerous. He doesn't have to put in 20 goals, but he needs to get 10. So that way everybody knows you have to watch him. Um, so that way you can open up things for, for Chicharito. That's really the, the key for this. And we talked about that with Zlatan too. But the difference in these teams, if you're saying, oh, well, Chicha's scoring all the goals and Zlatan's scoring all the goals and these are the same. And I'm one of those people because, I, you know, I'm sort of looking at the 2019 season that also had a quick start. And yeah. we sit there and say, these two things are not the same. Yes, they look the same. And yes, you still have to go a long way even to match the 2019 season and their start. But these two things are not the same. And if you're watching, you can see that. Yeah, it's, it's I hate it when we do this, when we land on the same side and we there's no argument, there's no banter. It's not like part of the interruption where we just start yelling at each other. Yes. Uh, but I'm right there with you just because it's not that there's a difference. It's they are scoring, scoring in polar opposite ways. It's Zlatan was scoring in spite of his team and Chicharito was scoring because of the team. So it's just, it's the complete opposite thing happening. I, I, and I don't want to discredit, you know, Zlatan did have some service from Antuna and, and Araujo kind of setting him up. But for the most part, Zlatan was the one kind of making the magic happen. Chicharito without the service, uh, he, do, he doesn't put away the goals that he's put, put away. And I think you saw that last season with a team that was surrounding him and the way they were playing he, the, the goals never came. And so now the way the team is playing, the players that they've put around him, the goals are coming. So, you know, it maybe was there and it just needed to be unlocked. And, you know, obviously Javier did some things in the offseason to unlock it himself. Um, but but it, it's completely polar opposite. And, and going back to Cabral, uh, you know, you're, you're right. He he does need to to prove himself. He's taking that designated player spot. So obviously the with that comes the, the mantle that you need to produce. And it doesn't necessarily need to be goals. The one for one uh, comparison that that I want to make is f for Christian Pavone. Pavone is no longer on this team. Right. This team is a winger short, so he needs to basically fill that role. And Pavone, you know, he, he was deadly in front of goal, but he was also, you know, it was goal contributions. It was a lot of assists. It was a lot of darting into the box, uh, you know, finding the open man. So it wasn't just the goals. It was the assists and making things happen around. And I think if you, you know, that's that should be the expectation for Cabral as well. Well, I know we went sideways a little bit on on getting into that, but you brought it up. So I wanted to get to this other stat that I thought also LA Galaxy related, but it was not about the LA Galaxy. Uh, it was out. It was about Alex Roldan coming in and surviving a full minute with one save to pre to preserve the uh, the shutout whenever he was a field player. Um, and so it's it was one of those. And then you go up here and look, and of course they go six twenty five two thousand eleven. Mike McGee forty five minutes made three saves in the LA Galaxy zero zero draw at San Jose. Do you remember that that's a zero zero draw, or do you in your mind always think of it as a win? Because in my I was there, I was at that game, <laughs> and I remember it as a win every single time. And every time it shows zero zero, I'm like, nah, it wasn't really zero. The Galaxy won that game for sure. Yeah, I I I know that it's zero zero because it's been talked about so often. Uh, but but it did feel like a win for for many years and and you know what frankly looking back on it it is a win that that's a win where you can go back it's in galaxy lore you know mike mcgee is a legend for a lot of reasons and that just elevates him to the next level uh so looking back it, it, essentially that is a win yeah so so even though it was a draw on the field it's a win in life 
<laughs> it's not all about the points. You know, are we back to Ted Lasso? Yeah, it's it, not about the wins and losses. It, it's it, that they become better men out there. Hey, we got some super chats, and um, nice. it's it's hysterical because um, Herb is Herb is back in here again, and Herb is doing. Uh, Herb has has been <laughs> has been giving us a lot of money, and and I've been sending him stuff too. I sent him a scarf uh, that he didn't ask for whenever he put in an order, so he's been he's been great. Um, and Herb, I did get your wonderful note that you sent me today. I apologize. I will answer you back. And uh, it was it was very heartfelt, very nice. Uh, Herb is Herb is the man right now. Uh, will puts it in the goes and says, uh, Josh and Eric, if uh, Javier Hernandez is twelve of twenty four on penalty kicks, who should take the shot? Sebastian Legette? Who should take the shot? Hmm. Who would you want, Eric? Who has who has ice in their veins? Who has? I, I have. Oh, I just figured out who it was. I was stalling. But yes, who would you, who would you put say, in? I, I have a very unpopular yes. opinion. I think Javier should take the shot. Oh. Uh, I bet you that after this week, I'm sure he stayed after practice and practice penalties a little bit more. Uh, I'm sure he wants it more. With the streak that he's on and the goals that he's scoring, you want to give him as many opportunities, get that mojo going, pump those stats, get the record going. Next time you get an opportunity, you know, throw the memory away. Right. Have him in front of goal, put it away again. Legit, I think, would be capable of putting away. Uh, I'm going to let you talk so I don't steal anyone. But if it were me, let Javier keep taking him. Victor Vasquez, when he's on the field, obviously. Yeah. Um, he would he would be a good one. I, I, if you're trying to find somebody who's on it all the time, Jonathan Bond. Jonathan Bond. <laughs> he seems like he has ice in his veins. He seems like that wouldn't bother him. He's he's well, got his he's got his girlfriend going right now. That dude is walking on cloud nine. Just <laughs> he has all the confidence. Give that man anything you if you want to walk on water right now, Jonathan Bond would be the guy who you should ask to, to walk on water as well. Well, I, I will fill that up with, with if I had to pick someone else, I think Jonathan Dos Santos would be that guy. He's someone with enough experience and ice in the veins. He's taken penalties before. Uh, he has the experience. I like it. Uh, if there were ever a playoff situation where you needed to line up, Victor Vasquez would definitely be on that list, on that short list, because you know the experience. You know he's going to slot it away. You know he's going to have the tactics to, to take that penalty. So good question. Well, I like it. All right. So we're we ready to get to Herb. I, I like Herb's comment here because he says this does not count towards the Beckham story. So you still, everyone yeah. else still needs to work. Cause I think there are some people banking on Herb, yeah. you know, inflating those numbers, but we're not going to, I'm going to, we're going to respect Herb's wishes. Yeah. We're not, you know, we're not going to break it. It's Memorial show. Yeah. And then, uh, and then we'll, we'll wait for someone else to get that Beckham story. Yeah. Herb says, uh, this is selfishly for the Herb Memorial. Absolutely. I mean, there's going to be a, pretty soon it's going to be like the Herb Memorial microphone, uh, you know, or the Herb, whatever, you know, I, I always like how we say, um, how, how that works. Um, so yeah, anyway, so Herb says that Herb, thank you for the super chat. We appreciate it. Uh, Herb is great. Um, and so, um, we, uh, he's the man we always, uh, in, enjoy him being on, but that means everybody, we're still $5 short of a Stephen Gerard <laughs> slash, um, slash Mrs. Beckham. I always respect it's not posh Mrs. Beckham. All right. Fair have enough. some, have some respect on that name. Absolutely. Um, all Mr. right. Journalist, Josh. <laughs> absolutely. That's what I do. Um, yeah, the story <laughs> I'm about to tell is going to show how much of a journalist I am. <laughs> Uh, let's get to something that is, you and I did not want to talk about. We texted, I said, do you want to talk about this? And you're like, no, I do not. And I was, <laughs> I was with you and I'm like, I absolutely do not want to talk about this either. And you said, but it's a thing and we have to. And I yeah, said, I was going to say, yeah, my, my heart says no, but as people who do a galaxy podcast, it is a thing. It is something we need to talk about. MLS power rankings. Yay. Um, <laughs> oh, by the way, interruption. Matt Gomez in with a $10 super chat pato story hour. We are ready to go. So we will hold off on the MLS power rankings. I will tell <laughs> my two stories and Mike gives us $5 too. I'm glad those happened on top of each other. So that way it happened. It was perfect. Okay. Which one do we want to start with Steven Gerrard or Mrs. Beckham? 
Stephen Gerard, good call. Uh, Stephen Gerard, yeah, we want to save 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 Mrs. Beckham. That's the grand. That's the finale right there. I have told. I will tell two Stephen Gerard stories only because I know I've told at least one of these on a podcast before and everybody's gonna be like you, you we got we got we got you that's not fair you know the whole deal so I will tell two Stephen Gerrard stories very quickly the first one is this Stephen Gerrard is training with the LA Galaxy he's out there he sees a drill right and he sees this drill going and he goes he goes man if I do this drill I am absolutely gonna pull a hamstring and they're like no no you're gonna be fine go ahead do the drill he's like I'm serious if I do this drill I'm gonna pull a hamstring and I know it and don't make me do this drill the whole deal. And the teammates are all giving him, razzing him a little bit the whole deal. So Steven Gerrard goes in, does that, does that drill, pulls a hamstring. Absolutely did it. It happened. He, he missed games because of it. So uh, that was one. That was my quick Steven Gerrard story. Uh, the other quick Steven Gerrard story is we all know that whenever he scored a goal for the LA Galaxy and everybody remembers it. I remember it specifically because I got the picture that Robert Mora took of that Steven Gerrard and it's Steven Gerrard like slapping the camera if you look on on our yeah. live stream I can sort of it's like a great one yeah it's like this is you see his hand coming sort of across which, the lens which I'll interrupt you briefly yeah. just shout out to Robert Mora he's the man takes great pictures just ultimate G yeah. We love you, Robert. He, I love you, Robert. Yeah, he he absolutely is. Uh, he he's great. Um, and he does. And I have some great pictures in my place that um that he's hooked me up with as well. And he's he's amazing, just amazing. Does great work. Um, so anyway, he has the Stephen Gerrard picture. I wanted that picture, so I asked him about this story. Stephen Gerrard scores the goal. He's so pumped up. He comes up and he slaps Robert Moore's camera. He slapped it. He actually hit it right. And everybody remembers this. He comes to the corner and he slaps it. The whole deal. And he was so worked up. And so. Um, after the game, he goes up to, uh, he sees Robert in the locker room and he goes, uh, he, he, he goes, Hey man, he goes, you know, I hope, I hope I didn't hurt your camera. He's like, Robert's like, man, I got to get a new one. You broke it. Right. He goes, I'm oh, just, no. I'm just going to, he, he goes, you, you smash the lens whenever you hit it, you hit it too hard. So I'm, he, he, and Steven Gerrard's like, Oh, are you serious? <laughs> and he's really upset. And, and Robert is like, I'm just, I, I can I give you an invoice for it? Like, you know what the deal and Steven's like, Steven's like, yeah, go ahead, you know, the whole deal. And then uh, Robert was kidding, and he pulled one back nice. on on the whole thing. So, yeah, absolutely the 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 thing to it's a good to story. Go. <laughs> I like it. It, it. That's a good one. Okay, Mrs. Beckham. Let's get to to Mrs. Beckham and how I once met Mrs. Beckham. The only time I ever ran into her. So, uh, press box, and I have absolutely told the story before. I warned you ahead of time. I told the story before, so don't get angry. I was in the press box. Uh, the press box has two very small bathrooms in it. One for men, one for women. They are quote unquote one holers on each side, right? So like it's not multiple person bathroom. You go in, doesn't matter which one you go in. There happens to be, and certainly this was way more the case uh, earlier in my my press boxing, um, was that there were way more guys than there are females. Uh, there are a lot more ladies in there now, which is great. Um, but being their one holers, you don't really have to like worry about it's, you could go in either one. It doesn't matter. And so if you need to go, you can, you can go. So I went over, I grabbed the, the men's handle, the men's handle was locked. So I went over to grab the women's one because I've been in there many times before. Wasn't an issue. <laughs> All right. So I grabbed the women's handle and just as I put my hand on that handle, it starts to turn and who comes out of the bathroom Mrs. Beckham, I think she had one of the boys with him as well. And I'm standing no. there going, okay, this is, this is weird. And she looks at me and she goes, it's all yours. Oh no. <laughs> and that was the one time I met Mrs. Beckham. So well, that, that was it. I, there was nothing I could say after that. What are you going to say? You know, it, it doesn't disappoint. And you know, <laughs> shout out to Mrs. Beckham for that response. That's a great response. You she, know, she didn't give you guff. And if she was twisting the knife a little bit, it was done in a 
polite, posh way. So, uh, you know, shout out to her. That's, that's, uh, you know, that's embarrassing. As someone who, you know, male teacher and yes. uh, mostly elementary school, female staffed, I can relate to that. It was the, the female, the male restroom. It was the opposite, actually, because there weren't as many males. The men's restroom was kind of fair game for, for everybody. So oftentimes I was in the inverse of that situation. So uh, totally re- relatable, understandable. I'll give you a pass. Uh, but, you know, obviously it's only because Mrs. Beckham gave you a pass as well. She she seemed like a very nice lady. I, I never had any. I, I would see her drifting past. I mean, David Beckham used to yell. I, this was always, and I've told this story, but David Beckham used to yell at his kids. The kids now that are like super famous on Instagram and like have all these followers. <laughs> and, you know, they're I, some of them are very good footballers as well. Um, I I. It, they used to run around in the LA Galaxy locker room causing havoc, and David would have to yell at him, like you yell at your kids, Eric. Like I yell at my kids, like whenever they're like, "Will you stop it? Will you knock it off? I want to tell yeah. your mother." And except his mother was, you know, posh spice, Mrs. Beckham. I'm like, <laughs> it always, it always used to, used to. It's a good chuckle. Crack me up for that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So there we go. By the way, there was another super chat in here. Um, I was going to shout him out. Go also. ahead. Yeah. Mr. Provino saying this last day with students today, so he's passing on the good feelings. He also said, Pato, to ask about the TT Twitter beef, but I just want to shout out to you, Mr. Provino. Last day with students, I mentioned that it's my kids last week at school, so just to all our, I know there's a lot of educators and teachers who are listening. This year has not been an, an easy year, whether you're hybrid or virtual or in person or whatever you have going on. For, to, ha- to make it to the finish line this year, shout out to you. So shout out to you, Mr. Provino, and all of our teachers out there, uh, because I know exactly what you guys have been going through, and it has not been easy. So big ups, big shout out. Appreciate the super chat. We should be giving you super chat. No, no, I don't want to give him a super chat. I, I, I <laughs> like it. It's coming out of Josh's budget. I like it coming this way. I don't like it going yeah. that way. I don't. I, I in, not out. Okay, that's what we're trying to do here. Um, he wants to know the Twitter. I will tell that story. I don't want to tell it right now. I will tell. Maybe I'll tell it later in the show. So everybody, remind me. Okay, before the show is over, I will tell the story about how Taylor Twelman and I had Twitter beef um, one time. Uh, by the way, I would. I I'm I'm going to preface this by saying we're very good friends. We talk all the time. Like I would say friends, acquaintances. I'm not going to pretend like Taylor. Like you know, is is like he knows <laughs> who I am. We talk. So. We talk a lot, but it's not like we hang out and you know and do stuff. Well, Yes. I, heard, I heard a rumor he moved he moved some shoes around today. That's what I heard. Really? Yeah, I heard he snuck in, moved some shoes around. That's that's I know you know that's that's I'm just saying what I that, heard. That makes sense actually. That makes sense. I've uh, I've seen it. All right, we'll we'll get to that. Uh, power rankings. Here's the deal. Um, I don't really want to talk about this. You don't really want to talk about this. So we're gonna make it very <laughs> quick. Uh, MLS and their writers vote on how they want the power rankings, and then. Because of those votes, they basically get put into the different spots. I actually don't have a problem with where they have the LA Galaxy. I actually think it's a little high. I think the Galaxy anywhere inside the top 10 is fine. If you put them inside the top three, maybe even the top five right now, I'm still, that's a little stretch for me. I just, I look at the games they've won. I've looked at the way they played. I will say that like six, five, six, somewhere in there seems really reasonable to me. Um, right now, based on how they've played, they've won their games. They've played well in some stretches. They had a very good game against Austin, all that stuff. So the LA Galaxy sit at number four, according to the writers um, at MLS. And then they always have like a little synopsis of things. And, and that's how it goes. Um, it just, it, you know, everybody's real big deal is um, is that it's it's the LAFC placement. It's the LAFC mm-hmm. placement. They're, yeah, last in the, they're last in the Western <laughs> Conference. They have not been playing well. They have not shown that they are a good team this year at all. And yet somehow they're in the ninth position. 
And I have the blurb that they wrote about LAFC and it was supposed to be tongue in cheek. And I think they, I think they missed the mark on it. I actually thought it was a little funny, but it just, it misses the mark. I'm like, just like, you can't do that whenever everybody, and it wasn't just LA Galaxy fans. Everybody is sitting there going, how do you have LAFC in a top 10 when they're at the bottom of the table and they've shown absolutely nothing? By the way, everybody forgets they finished seventh last year. All right. They didn't finish first last year. This isn't like, oh, well, they're a supporter shield winners. So, you know, we have to give them the benefit of the doubt. They were seventh last year um, in a very messed up season. All right. So, you know, whenever you look at all that wise, I'm sitting there saying, okay, then there's a problem. So still putting them at nine is ludicrous to me. Um, So, I mean, is that is that fair on all these power rankings? Again, we talked about it last time. We talked about it being projections and not power rankings. But this is even I don't know. Just it's whatever. I don't. Yeah, we shouldn't be paying attention. Yeah, but they're putting it out. I think this 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 week was the line in the sand. It was the jump the shark moment. Uh, going back to the Galaxy's placement at number four, I'm I'm actually I think that's correct. You can't control your schedule given the form they've had in their five games. They've won four out of five. They have a better record than a lot of other teams. Having them in the fourth spot, I think, is is fair. I think they I think they got it right. Uh, but to where I say this is the line in the sand, I think with that blurb on LAFC, it goes to say that this whole power rankings thing. It's a joke. It's it's meant to be tongue in cheek. It's not supposed to be taken seriously. It's not, uh, you know, the standings are what matter. It's not it's not gospel. It's it's just something to have a little fun, to increase banter, and to get the conversation going. And that's something that I could relate to as someone who grades the galaxy. And sometimes my grades are, you know, I have some, you know, have a little fun with it and maybe go, uh, you know, further in one direction than than maybe I is true. Not that it's not truthful, but you know, because we don't have half stars, you kind of have to commit one direction. So I understand having a little fun with it. I think where they miss the mark is because if you're going to have fun with it, make it tongue in cheek, make it essentially, you know, a comedy album, then they should all be like that rankings for every single team, but having some, you know, serious analysis for some teams, a joke analysis for another teams, it just kind of, it doesn't understand what it is. But I think this week they basically said, you know, the power rankings, it, it shouldn't matter. It doesn't matter. And we're going to treat this like a joke. So take it for what it is. I don't mean that to disparage the MLS writers to say it's a joke like, oh, it's not, uh, you know, to, to throw it in the trash. But at the same time, you know, if, if you can have fun with it and if this is the segment where they have fun and they, they you know, you know, have, have fun with it and make a joke of it, that's OK. But to their point, <laughs> what they said about the casual fan, the casual fan does go to MLSsoccer.com. Yep. And that's where they want to get the information. And they may be going to those power rankings for serious analysis, and they're not getting it. So that's the other side of the coin, too. So they need to kind of make their decision on on, on how they want to do that. And if the casual fan knows that's what they're getting with the power rankings, fine. Uh, but I don't think the casual fan did know that. So they, they gave a, a shot to the hardcores while making fun of the casual fan. But the casual fan wouldn't get that joke to begin with. So it was just kind of a bizarre a bizarre way blurb and and that's all we'll say and we'll move on yeah. and never speak of the power rankings again i mean we will next week but other yeah than absolutely that, yeah you know we'll we'll figure it out um all right let's get to uh the la galaxy signing we knew um i knew when did i know we talked about it on monday night kevin said that you know uh uh ryan and we, i believe the first name is ryan uh, and so we're going to go with <laughs> like that. Is it, the whole problem was I actually talked to the galaxy today trying to figure out pronunciation and we decided that we don't really know. And then I said, well, the problem is that as we pronounce it now, it'll stick almost regardless of whatever it actually is. And so I'm almost like, do we really want to, you know, go down that road and try to do it? And so we really did try. Um, Greg Vanny said it today and I'm not sure I, I, I saw that. 
Um, you know, I'm not sure it was doing the whole thing. So, um, I, I still, I'm, I'm just not sure on the whole pronunciation. So, uh, Ryan, uh, Ravelasson, and I say it way more French than I think it actually is. So we'll say that it that goes, yeah. I was gonna say, you, you try to make grants here happen yeah. also. It's, yeah. It's, it's not, I mean, and I, <laughs> I want to be an ugly American and say grand sir is fine. It's no. okay to say grand sir. It's uh, okay to say Ravelasson. A Royale, which you, what is it? The, the Royal, uh, yeah, that's what it feels <laughs> like right now. <laughs> Yeah. You know what they call it? Okay, no, moving on. Yes. Uh, so anyway, the LA Galaxy announced the signing. We knew on Monday night that it was done. We found out, I think I found out on Tuesday or Wednesday that they were announcing on Thursday morning. Um, so we sort of had that whole progression thing there. So we get a 24-year-old. Um, he's from Madagascar. You know, there's a, he, he was actually born on, on I think, Reunion Island. Um, whenever uh, you look at Kevin's article, and Kevin dug real deep into sort of his history to be able to figure out exactly where he was born and how that all sort of puts together. But he's, he plays on the Madagascar uh, national team. Uh, if, you're, if you're from Madagascar, you're Malagese. Um, and so that's how we will say that. And I think I said that on Monday, but I just want to reiterate that that's how we will say it just in case you're sort of confused of how that is. That's what they chose to be called. So that's what we're going to use the Malagese. Uh, he's 11 caps for the Madagascar national team. He has four caps this year alone. He's playing in the African cup of nations. Um, so this is a guy who is, you know, actively being sought after. He may not be good enough for league. Um, which is why he's not sticking around with, Trois, and by the way, Troyes is Trois, and I learned that again today. So lots wow. of lots of things really. It, it was that a, I it did was, not know. It was a big deal, yeah, for Trois. And not only uh, did he play for Trois, but apparently one of Greg Vanny's old teammates is actually the coach wow. of Trois, and um, they play in a Manchester City formation because they're a Manchester City lower level team. I didn't know that either. So there was a whole huh. bunch of interesting stuff that sort of came out of the media call today, but that's why they were looking at uh, Ryan uh, Ravelson and however we say it, we'll eventually figure that out. Uh, There's wheels within wheels there. I, I, I like it. Um, everybody who talks about this kid says uh, versatile. I mean, Greg Vanny probably said it four times. Uh, he played a whole bunch of games at defense on the defense line at the right back. He plays a central defensive midfielder. I think the Galaxy are going to use him as that CDM, mm -hmm. uh, but he can fill into other spots as well. So, um, you know, that's that's sort of the thing that you're looking at. I mean, you know, in terms of, and by the way, we have a, a great member in our Discord, uh, Lem, L-E-M, uh, and Lem uh, speaks French. I don't know if Lem is French, but he at least speaks French. Uh, and so he can go digging into some of these these players for us and, and talk to some of the fans. He talked to fans at Trois and, and sort of can, can go over it. Um, but uh, Lem put on the Discord, you know, um, defensive midfielder seems the position where he played the most, plays at right back, plays at center back this season. According to Trois fans, he looked better as a center back. Someone also mentioned he can play as a box-to-box -box midfielder. He's a clever guy who can adapt everywhere. His versatility helped a lot of Trois on their championship run and remember they won and they're getting promoted yeah. to, to league one that's 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 why when you said you know he maybe isn't a good enough player for, for league one but he helped him get there so that that's saying something so maybe he is good enough and, and from what i heard and shout out to to lem in the discord as well you know it sounds like the the fans of that team you know really liked him and they wanted they you know i saw some people posting that they wanted him to go up to the first division they thought he earned it and he deserved to go up to the team which is a good sign i think um you know that that the fan base wanted him to stick around. So I think that that's, it's a very good thing. And the versatility, the fact that Vanny mentioned it quite a bit is important also because, you know, you never know with injuries. We always say when this team is healthy, when this team is healthy oh. and then, you know, the team is never healthy. So it, as many, you know, Swiss army knives as you can have, or, or Malagasy army knives that you can have to plug in wherever you need to, you know, th that's always going to help the team. That's I, I heard. That's what Madagascar is known for. their Swiss army <laughs> knives. 
Um, yes, very good. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, you know, and, and then Lim went sort of on to say, you know, based on talent and expectations where he would rank him is sort of, you know, Cabral is the is the big star. And obviously you see how much the LA Galaxy paid for him. And he's a young designated player and all these things. Uh, Grant Sear is probably the next guy. And again, you know, just sort of based off of what we thought, uh, Ravalasson would be sort of that in that third, probably closer to Grant Sear. And then there's Koulibaly. All right. And there's, you know, everybody's asking, well, all, all four French guys start. No idea. I think Greg Vanny wants to be versatile in this as well. Uh, he's talked about it so much, and we've seen him change formations. We've seen him have different options. He wants the options, Eric. You can see that he likes it. Maybe he's going to, you know, maybe Revolution is going to come in and he's going to play and he's going to be in a c- uh, central defensive midfielder. Maybe that puts Special Legette as a second forward up with Chicharito sometime. Maybe that means Victor Vasquez sits on the bench a little bit more and rests and doesn't isn't relied on to be, you know, that guy all the time. Or Victor Vasquez comes in in the second half and then starts tearing defenses apart with fresh legs, gets tired legs. I mean, there's so many ways to look at this. So I don't think, I think that Cabral is a starter. I think the Grand Sierra is a, is, is a starter. Um, and after that, we're going to sort of see where they plug in right now. Um, and so I think for Revel is, is, uh, is really interesting. I'll tell you this, every move the LA galaxy made have made so far has panned out in some form, even Grand Sierra, which I know people are on the fence on. I, I, don't be on the fence. I think it's going to work out. Uh, he puts himself yeah. in really good positions. He needs to finish. We've talked about that, but he's, he, there's been pr- progress. There's been a lot of stuff moving forward. I agree. And and I think uh, you bring up a good point with Victor Vasquez. The first few games we thought, you know, Victor Vasquez, what a a revelation. You know, he's going to be a a key to this team. And then we found that he's injured and he loses time. Well, that's what happens when you're a little bit older. You know, those injuries are a little bit more nagging. And so maybe, you know, needing to bring these players in, uh, it's a a necessity. And the other thing that I want to mention is Vanny also talked about in the preseason about getting Jonathan Dos Santos more involved in the offense moving forward. Uh, and that hasn't been where he's been playing. He's been playing more of that defensive role, you know, going back, breaking up plays and, and being in the transition to the attack. He hasn't really been a part of the attack. As I, and I say that as he scored the game winning goal uh, against LAFC. Yeah, but still. Um, but but I think this will unlock Dos Santos to free him up for a different role as well. So I think it is a good sign. And the other thing is it's just the shift, the complete shift from the the aging star narrative. Yes, they have Javier Chicharito Hernandez, who could fit into that narrative, but going, you know, league, league deux, am I, am I saying that right? I think so. so. Going the fr- French, French second division, it's kind of a, you know, high value, kind of a, a money ball analytics type of thing. Get high value for these players. Get one from the Malagasy national team. This is something that I've kind of been waiting for. Instead of going for the young Brazilians, the young Argentines, you know, go somewhere kind of maybe, maybe a little bit more unknown, maybe, you know, some of those European teams that are in the, you know, Nations League D, you know, right. the top scorers in there, maybe they can get it done. You know, the African Cup of Nations, maybe they're not, you know, your 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 Ivory Coast or your Cameroons where they're winning everything, but maybe you can find some of these other nations where they have key players who can play an important role. I really like kind of the the diamond in the rough, uh, you know, strategy that they're they're trying to employ and we're going to see if it pans out it looks it looks promising but we're going to see over the course of the season how well it pans out yeah i mean um it, all this it, it's funny because they were saying in the chat room they're like i think we need uh cog rosetta stone classes um <laughs> they said nice or is that nice you know, like in hey. France. Hey, yo. That's, there it is. We had, we had another super chat up above oh, also. We, we do. Do you want, you want to get to it? <laughs> yeah, it says, uh, is LAFC still releasing that stupid hawk? Is Will Ferrell doing it? Is the hawk wearing a mask? Can we bribe the hawk <laughs> to dive bomb into the bench? So if there are any falconers, we, there's always a listener. There's always someone. There's a falconer out there who can who can coordinate something to happen. Uh, you know, David, David is making that request. So for $10, if you can schedule a falconer to 
to, to crash the party. We'd appreciate it. Yeah, I was going to say that's a, that's a great request. We'll do that. Thanks, uh, David, for the super chat on that uh, and getting through that. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Here's here's the part that we didn't know until this morning. Um, and basically is because, you know, all the hype of signing a new player, sometimes you forget how people are actually getting added to the roster. We've told you the LA Galaxy are full of international slots. That's true. And that's also not true. All right. So let me tell you the true part. Technically speaking, the LA Galaxy have eight internationals. Um, we've talked about them multiple times, but um, let's see if I can name them all off the top of my head without uh, without looking too far. Uh, Jonathan Dos Santos, Javier Chicharito Hernandez, uh, People Gonzalez, Carlos Harvey. Um, let's see. We have uh, Victor Vasquez. Yeah. Victor Vasquez, Grand Seer, uh, Koulibaly, and what is the eighth one? I'm trying Escobar. to is Cabral. Cabral. Yeah, yeah, Kevin Cabral. Oh, yeah, I didn't say mm-hmm. Kevin Cabral. Thank you. Um, so that's your eight that you have, technically speaking. And then if you put in uh, Ravalasan, then it's that's that would be nine. Um, well, technically, Koulibaly is not on the roster yet. And because he's not on the roster yet, the LA Galaxy technically only have seven international slots. <laughs> so they don't they technically don't need one to sign Ravalasan. Plus, you don't really need one until you're actually going to put them on the roster. And these guys with visa processes and all that stuff will still have to be put on the roster. So uh, right now, the Galaxy, technically speaking, in the MLS terms, sit on seven. Now, whoever gets here first, whether it's Koulibaly or it's Revelasan, and we imagine it's Koulibaly, will take the eighth spot. And then they will need a spot in order to do it. We didn't know how that was happening. We we could assume a whole bunch of things. Maybe somebody would get a green card. Maybe somebody would get traded. Maybe somebody would get loaned down to Galaxy 2. Maybe somebody would be released, people Gonzalez. Um, so all those things. The one thing... Maybe- yeah. Maybe New Eng- the New England Revolution is still stockpiling international yeah, slots. You, yeah, you can buy you can still buy an international slot, right? All these things. So we looked at all those. What we did not have on our bingo card, however, was Pipo Gonzalez getting a green card. Now I'm I'm told that process is not done. However, it will be done. And when it is done, um, they will be able to open up those slots. And so there's some flow to that. I would say that in an emergency sort of fashion if they really needed to they could loan somebody down to galaxy 2 for a little while like if you took carlos harvey and you loaned him down to galaxy 2 for a couple weeks while you finished out stuff you could be roster compliant while you do that as well so that's the plan we'll see how that plan gets worked out and how that all happens um but obviously kulabale is still not here in los angeles and i was told this morning he's they're still waiting on visa approval for that in, in terms of you know actually getting him here so that's not happening and then you would imagine that that revelason will also be anywhere between the three to five weeks that we expect it to yeah. sort of take to to be brought in somebody goes his first game will be july 4th you know <laughs> i mean happy birthday america yeah exactly uh exactly we can have some french fries some some on on that day yeah. um so so yeah, so that's where we uh, sit with uh, with Rebel Hassan. Does that did, did you didn't think people was going green card, right? The, the, it's funny. I, I I remember this tweet, and I, I got to give a shout out to to I Lopez uh, on Twitter. He said people getting his green card might be the biggest play he's ever made for the LA Galaxy. What a great great tweet, great joke. Shout out to you, <laughs> I Lopez. That's, there, that uh, is it, so it, bad. It hurts. It's painful. It's mean. It's cruel. But it's also very funny <laughs> and, and very true. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things, you know, somebody asked, they're like, well, does that mean that he's staying? I mean, listen, I'm not going to I would not look into that that far. Right. Which is, oh, does that mean he's staying for the whole year? I don't know. I think there's still a possibility he leaves in the summer. This is and I gave a whole bunch of sporting reasons why he would want to do it. One, to help out the LA Galaxy and the LA Galaxy possibly keep paying his wages and do a whole bunch of stuff and that type of thing. Um, And then two is that he's more attractive within MLS if he has a green card. So that is somebody obviously came back and said maybe he just wants to stay in the United States after he's done playing too. 
that makes sense that's, as well. So yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking it could be. And again, <laughs> we're th- we're throwing the people out with the bathwater here. But but it is possible that you know, living in Southern California for a little while, he could say, you know, I like it here. Maybe I still want to go finish my career in Costa Rica. But after that, I want to come back and and have a life here in Southern California. So it could be something like that uh, as well. Because it, it doesn't, it just doesn't seem like he's in the plans for the team. Uh, so so th- that's why it wasn't on our bingo card. Like how how's this going to work? But it's nice that he's complying or making it work, or even if it is selfish on his own part right. to, to benefit him. But if it benefits him, it benefits the club, then everybody, everybody, you get a car, you get a car. Every, everyone's happy with it. I was going to say, if you sign up for season tickets, the LA Galaxy will give you a center back. That's how many they have right now. You can, you can go, you can walk home with Nick Depew. Um, I'm sure of it. Um, Sebastian Legette called into the team for the game in Switzerland. So the U.S. men's national team, he gets called in. That means that he will miss the game against San Jose. So don't expect Sebastian Legette to be there. Uh, that may be good timing with Victor Vasquez coming back as well. We'll give you updates on uh, on all that. Uh, Greg Vanny talked a little bit about Sebastian Legette and some of the other guys who are possibly going to be gone. Um, and, and Vanny said, uh, I'll quote him here. Uh, this is from Larry's notebook if you haven't had a chance to shout out to Larry. By the way, um, we're going to talk about Kevin Cabral here in a second. And uh, Kevin Cabral speaks French primarily. I guess he speaks maybe a very little English, that type of thing. But they had a French translator in there. Shout out to Larry freaking Morgan <laughs> dropping his high school French at the beginning. If you go, we have the whole call. Go listen to Larry Morgan. You know, basically say, you know, bonjour, Kevin. And then, you know, how are you? And then Kevin's Kevin smiles and he laughs there a little go. bit. Right. And it was just it was a moment. And I I cracked up. I thought it was I thought it was great. Also, yeah. for, for anyone who, who's not in on, on Larry Morgan, not on Twitter, he's just got the magic. You know, yeah. he did it with Zlatan. He's got it with Cabral. He just, he just, he's a he, charcing guy, that Larry. He, he is. It's that full head of hair he's got. That's what it is. It, it, <laughs> it, you know, it sways everybody. Um, so that also shout out to Chris, Chris Glidden, uh, PR for the LA Galaxy, uh, who was running the call and made I thought what was one of the funniest jokes that I've heard in a very long time, and I think it goes underappreciated. So I wanted to say Scott French was asking a question to Kevin Cabral, and. And Chris, I'm, I'm going to start laughing already. I swear, it's not that funny. I, People, know where, I, I didn't listen to the call, but I know where it's going. I, and I'm already, I'm, I'm with you. It's not that funny, but every time I hear it, I start laughing. <laughs> and I told Chris I was crying because it's just, for whatever reason, it just, it, it's it's funny to me. Scott French, so he calls on, he goes, next we'll hear from Scott French, whose question is in English. I lost it. I couldn't because the French and the English thing, and I couldn't handle it. It's subtle. It's it's subtle, subtle it was it just right there. It was a little thing. Everybody is like, not. They're gonna be like, that's not funny. It is. Go listen to the to the tape. It is. I think it's hysterical. I still think it's funny. So Chris Glidden, you win an award for today too. You and Larry Morgan up on up on top of the the Guessman uh, the Guessman Mountain today. Uh, so it's a love fest today. Yeah, uh, here's what Greg Vanny said about Sebastian Legette. He says, uh, with Sebastian and all of our guys who are fortunate to be called up, we want to be supportive of them. Uh, for us, we've mapped out who we think we're going to be missing and when. We just want to make sure we have enough cover and have the right guys to keep the team moving forward. Really, it gets down to the Gold Cup. The U.S. plays its first match in uh, in July, and when guys will be away and we have matches. That's part of the process of continuing to add to this team so that when it does get busy and we do have guys away, that we have the right cover. And when everybody's here we have the right competition to keep moving forward so there you go uh, yeah that was and, it 
I think the the other controversy with the the call ups, if you call it a controversy, is Chicharito not being in the conversation or not being in the mix. And I think there are some, uh, you know, federation political power plays where, where maybe that's that's not happening. But as a LA Galaxy fan, selfishly, it's a good thing that he's not getting called up because you have your your goal scorer sticking around. And then a name that I think often gets missed and forgotten. Uh, with these international call-ups is Car- Carlos Harvey. I think Carlos Harvey has played, you know, in, in some excellent games. Had some had some good games this season so far. Uh, so he has had some some trips with Panama in the past. But because he wasn't uh, a crucial player with the Galaxy team, he wasn't missed. But I think uh, when he does make that Gold Cup exit to play with Panama, I think Car- Carlos Harvey is someone who will be missed this season. Yeah, he could, he could be. You know, he's also the guy that we talk about being sent down, like because of the international slot and stuff like that. Um, you know, Kevin talked about it on Monday. Let me see how I can clarify this as much as possible. Kevin talked about the LA Galaxy not being done um, and still going after players. I can tell you that I talked to somebody this morning, and that is absolutely true. They're going after it being a sure thing. It is not. All right. So our yeah. mystery man that's on our it, let, let me explain the mystery man on the rumor tracker. Uh, <laughs> People want to know. I know. Uh, Revel Assam is the mystery man that we were probably talking about. We don't know that 100 percent sure. All- yeah. But there's also another mystery there's man another, behind I, the mystery man. And and so, yeah, that's that's the whole thing. It's sort of like you're, you're sitting there trying to say it. So this new mystery man, maybe I should just make a mystery man number two. Mystery man number two is probably in the two-star range right now, just in terms of how they're going. Um, I was talking to somebody, and, and we were going back and forth, and we got to the, um, you know, talking about the budget and everything that was going on. And it's like, you know, the budget's getting tighter for the LA Galaxy. Obviously, as it should, nobody should be surprised that the LA Galaxy are running out of money. You have 30, you know, basically 30 players under contract contract, right? You're going, you should be topped out at your salary cap. You should have all of your money spent. That's what, that means you did a good job as far as, well, I mean, it means you're, you're paying people Gonzalez 900 and something thousand dollars as well. That, that hurts the, the budget a little bit, but when you look at it, that's what should happen at the end of it. So yes, there's a player. Yes. I think the LA Galaxy are still hunting. I think that they're going to evaluate things as they head towards, I think this is more a summer transfer than it is, you know, a current transfer. Remember, there's only like 36 days difference between the two transfer windows um, closing in, you know, June and then opening back up in July. Um, so that's where, that's where you, you can sort of say, um, that's where you can sort of look at and, and say the yellow galaxy are going after somebody. So I, I hope that clears it up. It's really hard to explain because we have a mystery guy out there that we didn't know who it was. And, well, and then we had, you know, revel and we're like, Oh, it's that guy. So yeah, the unfortunate part is, you know, it's almost like Revolution sh- should have been the mystery guy, and that's it. Because it sounds like it's possible the new mystery man never gets revealed because you know that's still in talks. It's not as close to being done, so it's possible that you know it's it's not as close to being done. So that last mystery man may never come, show up, and then it's like you're wrong. The the mystery man never showed up, so uh, it makes it trickier. But but it you know good on you for explaining it to. To get through it. Okay, uh, I'm trying. I, it's it's hard to explain in the rumor tracker format, so I try not to let that be a hang up on anything. Um, so we talked about special legit the media call today. The media call uh, included, as we said, uh, Kevin Cabral for the first time talking to reporters. He seems like he has a good head on his shoulders. I really like the kid. He's 21. He seems like he's wiser than 21. Uh, Greg Vanny talked a lot about him just sort of settling in, and he's like the pressure's off him. You can see it. And Cabral talked about his first days, um, his first game, and how his legs were heavy because he hadn't played in so long and he didn't expect to not be playing for that long and the visa process was frustrating but he's like what can you do he goes you know yeah. he, he, he goes you can't blame the club you can't play it's the government you know the whole deal um that type of thing i'll tell you vanny seemed more frustrated with the visa process today <laughs> than in other ones and i don't know if it is um i don't know if he's frustrated with the la galaxy's inability 
to get the visa process streamlined or if it's just he's he's frustrated with the overall visa process. I would imagine it's overall, but there was just like a little hint of, you know, we should be better at this by now type of thing. Yeah. I, I think it's probably the process in general because I think we've seen with all the players who have come through, it's just it's just a lengthy process. No matter no matter who's come through, and then with Cabral, obviously there was the extra, you know, bungle uh, across the finish line that extended a little bit longer. Uh, but going back to Cabral, kind of having his head on his shoulders, what I liked about us in that Austin game you know, how, how easily he put that ball away. He was ready for the celebration. Like, you know, I talked about that with a few friends. It's just like, he, he has that swagger and he, he just, does. you just know that, that when he gets on the field, he's, he just showed a little glimmer of it. And so I'm, I'm buying all, uh, all the Cabral stock right now. All the Cabral stock. That's, that's good. Yeah. Um, you could also buy a Cabral uh, Parley kit because we're going to talk about that here. In, in, there it is. What in, a segue. What, wow. We get paid for that, except I didn't really want to go there yet. I wanted to talk about Grant Sir <laughs> and uh, Cabral uh, being roommates, not roommates, but they, they're neighbors. They live in the same hotel right now as the LA Galaxy, uh, and they look for a, a permanent house. I don't know if they're going to look together. I doubt that's happening, right? But, <laughs> I was going to say, where's Backstage Galaxy when you need oh, it? That's That's... That's the reality show that, that we need. Man, they had so many fun producers for that, too. Like, I knew a bunch of the producers on that, and they just wanted to do, like, the absolute best job. And just the fact that, the, you know, the money sort of dried up for that is is disappointing because um, I was actually, you know, I was featured on an episode of Backstage Galaxy. Did you know that? Did you? You, you knew that. I, I was going to say, I, I think I tell this story every time. Yeah. That that's how I learned about Corner of the Galaxy is... You know, as as a listener, as a fan and a Galaxy fan, I watched the show. I said, hey, there's a podcast about the Galaxy. Who's who's that handsome lad on TV? I think I'll check this out. This is the first time I'm hearing of this. I did not. I I, I thought I told you this. No, I don't think I I don't think I did. This is this is this is a little stalkerish, actually, now that I think about it. (laughs) I was going to say, you two follow your dreams and you could end up on the show too. Uh, you know, I wasn't an early adopter back in, in, in 09. It was probably the 2013, 2012. Yeah, I want to say that around there. Was that, was that Backstage Galaxy or maybe 2014 when the Spectrum deal? Maybe around two, that time. Yeah. That's kind of when, when I, I came into the fold and started listening to Corner of the Galaxy and then followed you uh, to your car and, and, and insisted that I be a co-host on the show and it all worked out. You got in, you like took your socks yeah. off. It was a really weird thing. I don't know exactly what was going I on. Moved the shoes you moved the, the shoes. I was waiting for the callback. There it was. Um, it's almost like I could see it coming. Uh, absolutely. Uh, but actually, let's get to the parlay kits now. Uh, the L- uh, MLS announced their parlay kits. Remember, this is, I have to always explain this. These are the kits they use the recycled ocean plastic for and like re- have recycled materials and threads and blah, 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 all this other stuff. And because of the process, the colorways are limited. And then... MLS usually ha- tries to make them very like there's only two versions of this. There's a, like a white version and yeah. then a, a colored version. And so the Galaxy got a colored version of basically a blue wavy with orange on it. It's very FC Cincinnati in in, in a little bit different uh, colorways whenever you look at it. Um, but the the whole deal here is that this is a thing that happens. Um, this is the LA Galaxy sort of, you know, um, and, and MLS uh, hyping this every year. And we've had years where the colorways were so close together that you couldn't tell teams apart. That was the, the Seattle one, wasn't it? Where it was like that's, white on gray. Yeah. That's the conversation that I had a lot today. Cause I, I put it out there on, on, uh, on Instagram at galaxy profile. If you're not already following, uh, you know what people thought on the kit. I got mostly messages on people who didn't like the kit, yeah. but I, I'm a, I'm leaning more towards liking the kit just because it's different. It's not gray. 
uh, you know, because I think it was that Seattle matchup where it was a white jersey with a gray top and then the gray jersey with a white top. It was really an awful game to watch on TV. So the fact that they made it added a little bit more color, I think because it is saved from the ocean, giving it the blue look, I, I dig it. With, um, you know, the orange, it, in the pictures that they released of Sasha wearing it, it looks almost like a, like I'm going to, you know, get myself in trouble here. It, my, uh, my son has a hydroflax flask and the color is hibiscus and it's almost like a pink orange ish color. And I think it might be a little brighter in person. It looks orange kind of had some people calling it FC Cincinnati colors, but I, I think it might be more pink, a little bit more fluorescent, a little more neon uh, if you were to see it in person. So I think that might pop and may look a little better. I, I like the way it looks from previous parley kits i think this is their best offering so far uh because I th a lot of people like just the plain white to me uh, th that does nothing for me so i like i like the brush stroke i like the you know the look for it and i like the pink or the orange that pops off of it so you know i thought i thought it was a, a decent offering considering some of the past year's parley kits yeah i don't if you have 90 dollars, go ahead and, and do it by the way there's the, i think they only sell replicas i think technically speaking the galaxy even are wearing quote unquote replicas whenever they play in them. Although uh, they'll probably auction some game worns uh, away from this. They usually do. And so um, that's a super limited release type thing that if you're looking for, that would be a, a fun one to sort of pay attention to. And these kits, I, I think I, I mentioned on Twitter as well, about the training shirt. Sometimes the training shirts you can find later on in the year because there's a surplus and you're able to get them at, at a, uh, an outlet or, or something like that. They go on sale later with the Parley kits. They usually sell out every year. So this is, if you are interested in it, you don't want to wait on it. You want to hop on it quickly because, you know, it is kind of a limited edition, a limited edition run. And I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> but some clubs, when they made their announcement, had the patches on them. The yes. Galaxy did not have the patch. So does it have the patch? Does it not have the patch? Does it have the patch? We'll find out. If you order it in, in the, the patch situation, just tag me. I am I am done with patches. I'm never <laughs> speaking about patches again. Um, no, no, thank you. Uh, the other thing that sort of is going on, um, this is going to be very brief, uh, mostly because I just, I don't know how to feel about this, but MLS is basically having an art battle this weekend centered around two games, the LA Galaxy game headed up to Portland um, and Seattle hosting Atlanta. Um, and what this art battle is, there's basically four artists, each representing each team. And apparently they're all going to be creating some one of a kind piece of art. I imagine it's digital art being we're talking about NFTs yes. here, right? Yeah. Is, yeah you, you tell, tell me more, please, because I, I my eyes gloss <laughs> over whenever I hear NFTs. I'm interested to a certain point, And then I just I'm like, no, I'm not I'm not going to talk about NFTs anymore. Well, the, the group that they're partnering with is called Secret Walls. And if you remember, I think the El Trafico Rivalry Week um, a few years back, they did something where it was an in-person event in downtown LA and they had artists draw murals on the wall and they were competing murals. And it actually turned out really, re looked really great. So I, I think that's probably why they revisited and brought brought these artists back because the look was really, really impressive. It was, it was unique. Uh, you know, it really captured the essence of each club. And I think that's what they're going for here. Uh, it is going to be their first non-fungible token, which is digital art piece. So they'll be creating it live. And then there's also going to be uh, a unique limited edition piece of artwork. That's going to be what goes on sale for auction. But there's also going to be custom pieces of art, which each club is going to market. And uh, basically there's going to be, you can, you can get an NFT that is, does not for auction. This is the same photo. It's an unlimited uh, amount. And so you, as many people who want to buy them can buy that NFT. And then there's going to be the one that the artists create live and they'll be able, that one will go up for auction. So there, there's a website. If you go to the galaxy website, they, they have it linked. It's Bitsky. Uh, you know, it uses, um, I'm going to read 
this is fun, fun pod when I read through it. So the special NFT art collection is the latest evolution of Major League Soccer, commitment to celebrating the creativity in our sport and permission to connect soccer with progressive and exciting art experience. Uh, so the live art battle plus the modern take on the matchup poster helps create a cultural moment that celebrates our league and the two great MLS matches this weekend. So uh, it seems like a lot of jargon just to, to say we're getting into the crypto market. Right. And just the, the last note that I'll add here is it's really funny that they released the Parley kits, you know, saving the ocean, saving the environment, and then the NFT information on the same thing. Because, you know, if you've looked into it a little bit more, NFTs have, you know, and cryptocurrency, sometimes it's getting, there's a little controversy there about, you know, the energy that it takes to mine this currency and, it, you know, not necessarily being great for the environment. Right. So <laughs> the save the save the oceans, great, save the environment uh, uniforms followed by the things that might not be so great for the environment, uh, you know, with the NFTs making the money there. So just kind of a it's a very MLS thing to do to have conflicting messages. Actually, it's it's a very hammer thing to do to, you know, play both sides of the coin. <laughs> yeah, but still, that's what they're saying. They should, yeah, that's, still. that's your NFT right there. Yeah, but still, we should start releasing NFTs. What do you think? We will figure that out. <laughs> it's not the first time that's been requested. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Western Conference standings right now. Uh, Seattle is in first place with 16 points. LA Galaxy with 12 points in second place standings haven't changed since uh since last week i don't we don't have any were there any midweek games this week i didn't even check today was such a this, yeah so it seems like last week they you know they, they surprise surprise attacked us with a bunch of midweek games it felt that we way won. yeah it felt that way it felt like everybody's jumping on on the eastern side of things uh new england revolution sit at 11 points orlando city at nine new york city at eight um you know, they, we've talked about the LA Galaxy schedule a bunch of times, but it's away to Portland, then it's home to San Jose, then we get into the international break. Basically, there's, I think, you know, whenever you're looking at times to sort of be worried about guys coming in um, and, and trying to get, you know, Koulibaly in and, and Revelacion in as well, as you're trying to get those guys in, there's a big break coming. So you're going to, might have some time. If they get here on time, you're going to have some time to work them into the squad and possibly be ready whenever we hit, you know, the middle to of June and, and games start uh, coming back. And by the way, June, I think, for the LA Galaxy is also when midweek games start as well. So when things come back, there is going to be a rush of games in order to do all this stuff. So um, it, it's uh, it's going to be super interesting to see how everybody sort of um, updates all of these things yeah. as, as, as the rosters go and who's going to be ready for it. And that, that's the exciting thing. You, know, you mentioned it earlier about the the information about the Galaxy possibly in June opening up, you know, more fans getting into the stadium. So you know, these new players are going to have a nice buffer to arrive into the country and to get match fit. And then when fans are kind of more fully back into the stadium, they're going to get to see these players in person. So that break feels like it's coming at the right time. It's it sort of, it does. It's a, and it's rapidly approaching. Um, just a heads up for that May 29th game. I'm traveling that day. You will not see Twitter coverage of that game. Um, on May 29th, uh, Larry's going to go to the game. He'll write a, a post game on it and a recap, and he's going to send it to me. And as soon as I get a chance to to actually post that and do stuff, I will. It'll probably be later that night or, or you know, however that ends up going. But I'll be on East Coast time and I'm away. But the good news is that I'll be away and we'll be missing some shows right in the break. Uh, it wasn't planned that way. I got really lucky with it. Um, so it worked out. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, we'll sort of try to give you a schedule of that as we go through next week so I can sort of figure out when I'm going to be back and, and how that all plays out um, and when we can do that. Let's get to um, some injury updates on this. Uh, we talked to Greg Vanny today. Uh, I asked him about injuries, as I always do. He's getting used to me asking before games, so um, that's always a good thing. He's sort of, he's he's ready for it whenever it comes. Um, O'Neill Fisher is back in training, it looks like, and he had a groin injury, so uh, it looks like he's back. We'll see what his participation is or whether he can participate. Uh, Victor Vasquez has trained most of the week, and he's coming back from a groin injury. Uh, Greg was very 
cautious with this and says, you know, we want to be smart with Victor. We're on turf. We'll see what role he ha- he'll have to play, right? And Sebastian Legette is still there. I don't know that you need to force Victor Vasquez into this. Um, the other guy who was injured is Jalen Neal, still working his way back from that stress reaction slash stress fracture um, that he has. But uh, Greg says that all of those are sort of it right now. So you're down to about three guys who have stuff and two of those guys, it seems like are training um, in, in terms of, you know, with the team to some capacity. And so really you only have Jalen Neal who's out there in any sort of long-term capacity, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, with that. So as far as injuries, Galaxy are in a good spot, not like Portland who I think has 27 different injuries and, you <laughs> yeah. know, Eric, I think they asked you to play in goal for them as well. So, yeah, I was going to say, I didn't have enough saves with the El Paso franchise to, to get the call up, but yeah, I know uh, they might be catching Portland. We're talking about peaking at the right time. Portland's definitely not peaking right now. So uh, an opportunity, you know, to travel away and maybe steal some points. It, it, it could be there. Uh, let's go real quickly to rumors just because I want to smash one. I enjoy people gave me so much uh, stick yesterday for killing all their hopes and dreams. Uh, when 35 year old Eden Jekko was suddenly linked to the LA galaxy through reports out of Bosnia. And then he doesn't f- play in league two. I was going to say they can't sign him. That's impossible. <laughs> that, lay, that doesn't match lay galaxy. Um, <laughs> somebody, somebody said, and I, I'm sure so, hopefully it's one of our listeners. They can remind me who it was. I saw it on Twitter. They're like the LA galaxy are going to be the best team in league two. If they, if they keep this up, right? <laughs> they're going to win league two. They're going like to <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, good. Uh, but anyway, uh, Eden Dzeko, uh Football Italia basically had an article in there and there was all this rumors and things were starting to heat up. And so I talked to some sources and I can tell you, not true. Not true at all. It's not happening. Um, all right. Then, then what happened is as soon as I killed it, people were like, well, maybe it's the other LA team, mm-hmm. right? The whole deal. The only reason, and I know the goings behind of all that, the only reason that that even comes about is because, well, if it's not the LA Galaxy, then maybe it's LAFC. That is the basis for switching that rumor over to LAFC. All right. It's not like, oh, well, the information was wrong and now we know what it is and it's definitely LAFC. So don't read much into that um, as it goes by. I just wanted to kill that again for all the people who thought that that might still be real because I saw it being posted today and I'm like, nope, that's not not happening. <laughs> um, and people were like, why do you got to be a buzzkill, man? I'm like, I just asked the well, questions, you know? Yeah. Well, it's, it's you're almost an anti buzzkill because then your hopes get up. Imagine Jekko with Chicharito, you run a four, four, two, two goal scorers who know how to put the ball in the back of the net. It was fun. And then you get your hopes up and then eventually it falls apart. If you just kill it right then and there, okay, it's done. I we, try- we don't have to worry about it and, and start prepping the jerseys and getting the Photoshop ready. We're, we're good. I, I like to rip the bandaid off quickly whenever these things come about. And you know, I'll say, I think it behooves the LA galaxy also to kill some of these things whenever they come out. And, and because you don't want to be linked to a whole bunch of guys and then nothing ever comes about it. Right. Maybe yeah. it's because you can't close the deal, right? Well, no, it's we're not talking and, and we're going to tell you. Um, so I think for quite honestly, I like it whenever clubs come out and like they respond directly to a rumor and be like, no, <laughs> that is not happening. You know, yeah. sort of kill it on Twitter right away. It's like, okay, well, if that's done. Are we, are we done? <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's, that's sort of what we have. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anything else I want to get to before we get to Portland. Now, Normally we have a very detailed, you know, game preview, dramatic game preview, and you and I were both ridiculously busy today and throughout this week, and so I know we didn't get a hundred percent in, but you did say you put something together. So, I, well, given you know the recent recent news of NFTs and things, I I had jotted some notes before the show, so it's not polished like the previous weeks, but I do have a, a little something. Okay, so we're gonna get to that. Uh, the LA Galaxy headed up to Portland. They're gonna leave on Friday. We've talked about this, so they'll leave the day before the game, mostly because that game is. 12 30 p.m. Uh, on the West Coast time, which again is such an early game. It's weird, man. I don't, I just, I don't, I'm just, ugh, I don't like them. I like, I like games at night. Call me old fashioned. I like game in the, at least in the evening, 
right? I was gonna say I, I want that. I want that Saturday seven thirty game. That's 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 the sweet spot. Um, seven seven thirty. I'm right there with you. Not yeah. a problem uh, at all. So uh, anyway, the Galaxy twelve thirty p.m. This is on big ABC. So uh, broadcast over the air again as we've talked about the LA Galaxy being nationally televised throughout all of their first six games, and they're nationally televised next week as well against San Jose. So that's seven games. Um, so you have not seen a Spectrum game yet, although they are coming. I promise you will get there. So um, so don't don't get don't be jumping up and down. It's not going to stay this way. Um, but the LA Galaxy, a national draw. And that's a good thing. And Portland, a national draw, even though they're, they're not playing very well. So um, I'm trying to think, Eric, are you do you want to give this a shout? You want to try this? Yeah, we're going to try it. We'll see how it rolls. Okay, that's fine. We, you know what? We'll just we'll cut it, and then we'll just do it again if you screw it up. Perfect. And then we'll just keep going it over and over on the live show. Everybody will really enjoy that. Um, all right, here we go. Uh, here is uh, Eric the Portuguese Hammer with his uh, his ad-libbed uh, 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 dramatic game preview. Uh, so take it away, uh, Mr. Eric. This Saturday, the LA Galaxy will travel to Providence Park as they take on the Portland Timbers. Those of you who sold your shares in Cheech Coin last season are surely regretting it because everyone that held the line is riding the Cheecha train to the moon. With seven goals in five games, Cheech stock has never been higher. Can he keep pushing or will he pump and dump out on the Portland turf? Speaking of early investors, Kevin Cabral showed a lot of promise in his debut. He even made a play where the game stopped. So let's see if he picks up his first start and stays a bit more offside so he can earn his coin. And while we're on the topic of the French Revolution, will this be Samuel Granser's breakout match? There's a possibility that he can go, go from a non-refundable item to making a non-fungible token to open his scoring account. Can the Galaxy play the part of Robin Hood and steal some points? Is that an away this victory I smell, or is that just your musk? Let's oh. go. Oh, wow. Wow, there was a, there was a, lot, of, there was a lot in there. There was a lot I in try. there. I don't, I don't, I don't, it's my piece per minute this week. Yeah. I don't know if I'm able to keep up with all those. I, I, I think, I feel like I'm getting older. Like I've, 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 and I've, I've stopped caring about it too. Um, so yeah, it was, it was one of those things. That's good. Um, Portland, uh, they won their last game two nothing over San Jose. This was a big deal because Portland has been on a bit of a slide. They're two, three, and oh, in the last five games, uh, losses to Dallas, Seattle, Vancouver. So Dallas is, eh, Vancouver is, eh, and Seattle is, we know, I think the best team in the league right now. Uh, they are very, very, very injured last. I think there were nine injuries on the, on the Portland team. Uh, they don't have their starting goalkeeper. I don't even know if they have their backup goalkeeper cause you're getting, uh, the USL goalkeeper, Logan Ketterer. Uh, who's been playing and, and played well against San Jose. Yeah, he saved a penalty against uh, Chris Wondolowski, you know, 6-3. I, he, I guess he's a penalty specialist out of El Paso, and that's why they called him up. So I know, I think Steve Clark is no longer with the team. Uh, you know, so so they had some some issues down in goalkeeper. And then I know Valeri hasn't been right. Uh, you know, so so I think I think this is the time to catch Portland. They do they do have Eric Williamson. They still have Andy Polo. You know, Yimmy Chara, the Chara brothers, uh, Abobasi, Jeremy Abobasi. So they still have a lot of dangerous players. That just doesn't seem like they're clicking like the same Portland. Uh, but whenever they're home on their turf, you know, it's always going to be a tough battle. Yeah, it is, and um, you know, there's a. I asked Greg Vanny about it today. He was like, yeah, he goes, you know, Portland is actually, I would like to point this out. Uh, Greg told me that I hit the nail on the head whenever I said that Portland is a very tough place to play. And he said, you got, he goes, you hit the nail on the head. So that was me. The coach thinks that I'm smart sometimes. So that's always nice. Did he he give you a hammer reference? That's impressive. That that was, yeah, I was going to say clearly he's watching. I mean, that, that's the guy that can only mean the thing. So hi, Greg. Um, so as we look at, uh, at this LA galaxy team and sort of where, you know, where they at, but he's, he was like, Hey, we just need to take a step forward. He goes, we want to take steps forward. I, 
I think he's really sort of taking, and he's done this with most of the games. He's taken the pressure off the result. Yes, we want to get results. Yes, we want to win, but we need to keep progressing. We need to keep going forward. Um, and so I really think that that's going to be his goals. No matter who we put out there is we need to play well um, and do that. You talked about Eric Williamson, who had a monster game against San Jose. We, we need to talk about this. San, San Jose had so much possession. They should have ran Portland into the ground. Uh, and, po- yeah. And Almeida even complained about that oh, after he was, the game. Oh, he complained after whiner. Seattle and Portland. He said, they're not, you know, this is what American soccer is turning into. He, you know, they basically gave the roadmap on how to play against San Jose. So hopefully Vanny was taking notes there, but, but credit to Portland who, uh, you know, they, they LAFC'd San Jose. So credit to them. Uh, by the way, we got a super chat, um, from, uh, UCLA Bruins, um, non galaxy question. Do you guys button your shirt top down or bottom up whenever I'm buttoning my shirt? I go top down, top down. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's top down. Is it top down? Well, tech, tech, I, I, you ready for me to play both sides? You ready for this? Yes. Uh huh. Top down. Leave the top one unbuttoned. So when the tie goes on, then you do the top then one. Then you do the top so one. So I go top down and then back up. Zipper method. I don't know. I'm going to have to pay attention. These are, like, do you, do you notice, I, I'm one of these people who pays no attention to things, and then, like, when somebody goes, oh, hey, you do things weird, like, you're like, oh, my God, I didn't know, like, you have no idea. And my wife is, my wife is always pointing this stuff out to me, and I'm like, I, I don't even think about it, even for a second. It has never crossed my mind. I've never thought about what is, what is going on. Well, we're fortunate that that story with with Miss Beckham, you know, didn't end a little bit differently. Yeah, you know, you're actually supposed to sit the other way on the toilet. You know, that <laughs> yeah. that'd be a really difficult way to find that out. Uh, always, always interesting uh, with that. Get through Portland here, and then I'll talk about my TT Twitter beef. Uh, <laughs> Taylor Twoman and I have had a little Twitter beef a long time ago. By the way, it's not even that interesting of a story, but I'll tell it. Um, so anyway, so yeah, San Jose had 34% possession. They somehow r- rattled off like 18 shots and had 12 shots from inside the box. Um, so they were very dangerous. Their, their X, their XG was like 2.6 and they scored two goals and one, two, nothing. So they could have had more goals in this game. Um, they were very good at sitting deep. And, uh, as you, uh, we've sort of been showing the lineups on the live stream for, for, uh, Portland playing against San Jose. And one of the things they did is they dropped to a back five, which is similar to what Seattle did, um, yep. uh, against the LA galaxy. So, uh, if the galaxy somehow are in a position to press Portland, don't be surprised if they drop into a more defensive shell, especially with all the injuries that they have, you know, trying to press and counter, <coughs> excuse me. And perhaps the, um, the, the, the best way Portland plays is in a counter. Right. Yeah. And so that's sort of what they maybe figured out against San Jose, which is if we sit back and we absorb, we can counter and we're dangerous at it. Yeah. And I think if you look at their passing network, and I like that you've showed that graphic uh, in past weeks, and I'm not putting any pressure for you to have it this week. I don't have it but, this week. Uh, <laughs> but if you go to the MLS website, they have it as well. Their passing network is very narrow. So I think when you think about the gal- the Galaxy and how they've been playing, uh, you know, playing out wide and then coming in, I think you can draw Portland out. Uh, and that's going to be the key you know, if they're going to steal some points is to draw them out and then finally catching them, uh, you know, as they bring that in, because Portland does stick back. They stay in the middle, they crowd the middle to kind of disrupt things. So you are, you're going to need to try to draw them out, uh, you know, through the wing. So the wing wing play is going to be crucial. And we'll see if Cabral, uh, you know, can, can earn, earn his Bitcoin this week. This is, this is the game for Cabral. This is the game for Grant Sure, right? This is the game. This yeah. is, I'm feeling it coming this together. Is the French, the French connection, getting a, a couple goals. It's oh man, they, can they like? Can we? I, I don't. I we need to like get um like like French. Like we need to do. So I want to do something French. Yeah. Like I want to do the shirts. Yeah, berets. Yeah, yeah. We berets. need to just be stereotypical. You know, go get real ugly with it. Tech green berets. That's what we need. <laughs> that is that is. Go. I'm glad we came up with that. That was great in the COG store. I'm sure. Uh, in no time at all. 
Um, yeah, so this is basically, listen, Seattle, or, uh, Seattle, Portland is a very physical team too. Um, so watch them foul the LA galaxy, watch them break up counters, watch them, you know, try to try to push the galaxy out of their game. And Greg Vanny talked about wanting to play more of the galaxy games, right? We want to play our way. We want to force the opposition to adjust to us. We want to make it harder for them to come into our zone, to come into our offensive zone. We want to do all these things. These are these are such wonderful goals, and to hear a coach talk about them out loud, it's like, this is what we're trying to do. And certainly with Cabral, I thought it was really interesting, because if you look at Cabral, Eric, um, you have to you have to think that Vanny 100% gave him some basic things to do whenever he went out there, and then Cabral goes out there, he scores a goal, he was offside, but he scores a goal. That's, I mean, just don't give him too much to think about. Hey, Kevin, we're winning 2 nothing. Go out there and you know, let's just try to do this one thing, do this one thing for me and you're going to be successful. And then you go out and you do it and you score a goal. You know, his confidence is riding high, even though it didn't count. He's like, I scored, I scored a goal in major league soccer. I can do this. I can do this. Yeah. He's, he got to see what competition is like. He got to uh, get an idea for it. So I like it. I I think this is, uh, it could be, could be an opportunity to see what, what Cabral could do. The turf is the, whenever you go to the Pacific Northwest, the, the turf is always a question. And then the same day travel, I, I think I heard you mention that they're actually traveling the day before. They are because of the 1230 which, which game. I, I think that's, that's a positive thing because it's a 1230 game. You're right. Uh, I think, you know, a way to Seattle, not to make excuses for anyone, but same day travel on turf away to a tough team, you know, that would, Seattle team's a good team also. Uh, so that makes things difficult. So I think they're able to get there the night before settle a little bit. I, I think that could, you know, they're able to steal some points. Do you want 538? Yeah, give me 538. Let's go. 538, this is essentially a flip of what happened last week. So Portland has a 56% chance to win. The LA Galaxy only a 24% chance to win. And the chance for a draw, 21. So the Galaxy are underdogs in this game uh, to to win or, or to get a draw. Portland is expected to win. Uh, so I don't, I don't know how to take that. I think they're, they're taking, they're giving them a lot of home field advantage. They have, I mean, they have to not be accounting for all the injuries. That's the only thing I can think of. They're like, well, at home, Portland is a very good team. Well, duh. Yeah, they are. Um, but at the same time, not with all the injuries. And so listen, I think the galaxy have a chance at this. I'll be honest with you. If you gave the LA galaxy a draw right now and they didn't have to travel up there, I would take the draw in a heartbeat because it just keeps momentum going. It shows that you're up against and listen, Portland is not going to be ranked real high right now, just in terms of, you know, how difficult they are to play with the injuries and everything. But going there is a tough game. It doesn't matter. It almost doesn't matter who they put out there. So, um, for me, a draw is what I'm expecting. I would expect this one stays, uh, relatively low scoring. I've gotten two in a row. Correct. Um, I got the LAFC spot on, on the score and I got the, uh, the game against, uh, Austin spot on, on the score in two. So this will be a, f- this is unprecedented. Nothing. This has never yeah. happened before. Can, in- can we do three in a row? Can we do three in a row? So I'm going to say this game is a one, one draw, uh, the LA galaxy up in Portland. I'm going to, and that's why you're wrong because yeah. I'm predicting a one, one draw. So we definitely are not going to get that one. <laughs> So, so I should, I should so, change it right now. Right, I should yeah, change it right now. If, but, if you're on Bovada, cancel, cancel that bet. Cancel that cancel bet. the draw. Yeah. You don't, you don't yeah. want to get there. Um, yeah. So I say one, one. Okay. Let's get to, uh, t- Taylor Twelman and Twitter beef from a long time ago. This is funny. I don't th- he won't mind me telling the story was all deal. Cause yeah, I was, he, he, he thrives on, on Twitter beef, but he, but it was my fault. I, I, I fully agree with this. So a young dude watching a U.S. men's national team game, actually a very famous U.S. men's national team game, the Snowpocalypse um, game. And so they're there. And uh, I was I think I was having a beer or something like this. This was a little bit before like really being one. The U.S. men's national team is not a team I cover so I can be more of a fan whenever I watch it. Um, I've 
changed a little more on that just with LA Galaxy players and how they end up going there and so stuff like that. So anyway, I was there. So I'm on Twitter just like ragging on TT because I'm like, man, talk about the snow some more. Let's hear about the snow. Oh, you can't see? Oh, you know, the whole day. I'm just like, anything he says, I'm like, let's get Taylor a flashlight. He's clearly, I think he's scared of the dark and the snow and like all this stuff. The whole <laughs> oh, day, I, just, I was just going, I was going deep and I was just like hitting it. And so Taylor ended up DMing me and like we got into it some more and we're going back and forth. I'm like, dude, blah, whatever, blah, the whole deal. Um, so it was, a, it was, it was a big deal. I was upset about it. Like it made me upset and I'm sure Taylor was upset about it too, but he didn't know me. It's not like I was, you know, I'm a podcaster, like doing this stuff for a while. It was not a big deal and it shouldn't have been a big deal. Um, so anyway, we had a whole argument. We didn't like each other. We like, I think we might even blocked each other for a little bit. The whole deal, the nice. funny, the funny thing ends up happening next, which is I went up to a game to cover a game for the galaxy um, looking at, by the way, it was very unprofessional by me. I a hundred percent agree that I was young and stupid and did a whole bunch of things. Um, and so, but, but also yes. very Twitter. That's what very, Twitter is designed. It's snark, snark fest. It was a snark know, fest. Yes. 80, 83% of the time. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, so then I go up to Seattle, um, and, uh, I was with my buddy. Actually, it was funny cause Chad, uh, my buddy who used to live down here and moved up to Seattle, um, we went to go stay with, I think, his family who lived up in Seattle so we could go up to Seattle cheaply and then, like, go to a Seattle game and do all this stuff. So we're there, and so we want to go out the night before um, the game. I think it's a Friday night or a Saturday night. The game was on Sunday, so on Saturday night we went out, and so we were just going to go grab something to eat, the whole thing. And I got a um, and I got a message from uh, Alexi Lawless, who I had met, who had been on our podcast many times, and he was a good friend of the show, still is a good friend of the show. Um, and Lawless was like, hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, we're over here at this place in Seattle. And he's like, well, why don't you come over here and, and hang out with us instead? And I'm like, okay, cool. Not thinking of who us is, right? And so this is not, this is th within the same year. So this is probably only a month separated, two months separated, something like that um, from the whole deal. And so I go to this hotel that they that they invited Chad and I to go over to. And I never thought about who us until we sort of were started walking in the hotel. And I'm like, the other person is Taylor Twelman. This was when they were both working at ESPN, right? And so they were perfect. Yeah, the whole day. I'm like, I'm like, great. So the whole deal, and it's so so funny. I look at Chad and I'm like, oh man, this might not go well. Like I don't know, if, you know, how Taylor's gonna be. So I walk over there, and uh, Alexi says hi, and he he says hi to Chad and the whole deal. And then Taylor comes over. He looks at me and he goes, he goes, uh, we don't like each other, right? And I'm like, I'm like, yeah. Apparently we got some Twitter beef or something. And he's like, he's like, well, and I and the whole deal. And I was I'm standing there in front of him the whole deal. I'm like. To be honest with you, I was I was pretty much a, a you know an idiot. I go I'm an I was an idiot in the whole deal. I go I don't <laughs> like and it's not just like, like I'm, I'm not getting invited to the fantasy suite tonight. That's yeah. that's for sure. <laughs> I was, it wasn't even a thing. It was just like I felt bad about it. after having thought about it for months. You know that type of thing. I was like this is stupid. Like why was the whole thing? So anyway, I went. I was I was like hey I go you know I was an idiot and Taylor I think said something like yeah so was I and the whole deal and so. He goes, can I buy you a drink? I'm like, yes, absolutely. So that was the night that Taylor Twelman, Alexi Lawless, uh, Chad, and myself uh, were watching a St. Louis Cardinals World Series game, and Taylor's from St. Louis, so we did that. So we were at the bar for, I don't know, three or four hours, and we didn't. nobody got super, super drunk or anything like that. It was just nice, calm, having beers, and nobody was driving anywhere, so it wasn't a big deal. Um, it was wholesome. It, was, wholesome it was very wholesome. The best part was that a woman and her husband sat at the bar with us, 
and the guy clearly was trying to pl place Alexi Lawless. He could not figure out where Alexi Lawless was from. He was like, I know this guy, but I can't figure it out. The whole <laughs> Did and, we go to high school together? Right, right. Did and, you go to Rutgers? Right, and Alexi was... But that's actually true. Yeah, yeah th that he went to Rutgers? Yes, I know that. Yeah. Uh, Alexi was not giving it away. He was playing it like close to the vest, the whole deal. Because he could have been like, yeah, I'm Alexi Lawless. I played for... Like, the guy was trying to figure out the whole time. And so we're sitting there. The guy keeps asking Alexi questions the whole deal. And we're cracking up because we can see this. And then the wife was there as well. And she was she was having some wine, having some good times and was sort of talking to all four of us and the whole deal. But the husband was so preoccupied with trying to figure out who Alexi Lawless was. Like, I don't even think he ate any food or like he didn't have any drinks. And so we were there <laughs> for three hours. Yeah, we're there for three hours. Um, uh, I have to say, I, Taylor picked up the tab for it. I know it was expensive. Uh, the whole deal we tried to pay and he wouldn't let me. So it, it was it was great. So he was he was super nice about that. Uh, but the best part, I think, was Alexi Lawless at the end walked up to the guy. He goes, hey, I'm Alexi Lawless. I played on the U.S. Men's National Team. The guy was like, oh, man, that's where it was like it. It was it was a whole thing. So it was it was nice. a it was a fun night. So that was the Twitter beef and then the, the makeup. It's one of the reasons that Taylor and I um, remain in contact today is because of that night. And uh, so he's he's always great. I'll tell you, I know people don't like him on here. He works ridiculously hard for what he does. Um, he's always trying to find out stuff. Anytime he does a Galaxy game, uh, I usually get a message just to find out what I know and sort of just to, to help guide him in any direction in terms of, you know, how the Galaxy are playing, that type of thing. I'm happy to help out any broadcasters. And I've done that for other national teams team or nationally televised broadcasts for their teams. Anybody who asks, I'm more than happy to help because I want the best information out there as possible. So there you go. That's it. That was, that was, I good mean, stuff. it's not even a good Taylor Twelman thing. I didn't even talk about how like I was really upset and I was in a hotel uh, for whatever reason, whenever the Twitter beef was happening and I like, I was getting angry and like I threw my phone across the room. I, no, that didn't even, it's, it's not even a thing. So anyway, that's Fun what times. it is. That was it. That's it. So I don't know if that was worth five dollars or not. That, but, you know. that did not deliver. Like I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't as good as the as the other two stories. It just <laughs> gonna, it's just not. I was gonna say they're gonna want their Dogecoin back for sure. You know what? Everybody can just deal. I'll tell my stories when I tell my stories. Only a ninety minute show today. Wow. See, we had well, nothing to talk about. That's a, we knew that was gonna happen though. We had actual news on top of our normal. Uh, shenanigans that we throw in there. So we knew that was, this was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, I, but the chat room saying, if Josh says he's cool, listen, he is He is cool. I, I, him and Alexi, I know they're both like LA Galaxy fans' most hated people to, to sort of rag on. I enjoy both of them. They're, they're good friends in terms of uh, the soccer wise. And I always say hi. They always say hi. And we always have good discussions about uh, a soccer. So, yeah. And, and I don't know if this is in poor taste to say this because <laughs> they are friends of the show. But when you think about it, you know, they're on, they're on TV, they're TV personalities. You kind of have to play that up a little bit. So I think you can definitely see it with Alexi, you know, that, that guy is, he's throwing the takes out there that are just scorching and you know, it's for a reaction. You know, if, if everyone's swimming one way, he's going to go the other direction. And that's just cause that's, that's what he does. And I think, you know, Twelman, he doesn't do it to Alexi's extent, but at the end of the day, he's on TV. He's a personality. So he's going to, he's going to push the envelope that the whole Trinidad and Tobago, you know, what are we doing? You know, that, that put him on the map also. So, you know, you make fun of him or, or say what you will for that. You mentioned how hard he works. You don't, you don't get there by accident. And the fact that he's doing that keeps, you know, keeps getting him an, an invite to the dance. So shout out to them. Even if, you know, you know, whatever they say, whatever they're doing, it's working. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, that. I'd, I'd love to be in that, that position. I'll get a, uh, I'll get a, an angry text tomorrow. Don't be telling my stories. I'm sure that's a, that's a, from, from, from <laughs> Mrs. Beckham. The probably that's the one that's coming from. Yeah. I should just do a Patreon now where I just tell stories about the things that, have, that I, I think I've told all my good stories. I think that was it. Gonna, so yeah, Eric's like, I've heard them all. There's, there's no other deep, good ones. Deep in the archives. Deep in the archives. All right, Eric, tell people where they can find you and we will get on out of here. 
All right. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Hammer EV. You can also find me on Instagram at Galaxy Profile. That's Galaxy P-R-O-F-O-U-L. All right. And if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Guessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, and of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. That's where you can find all of our articles, our videos. We have uh, media calls there. We have uh, recaps. We have all sorts of fun stuff. Head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. As always, we appreciate your support. Like, subscribe, do all that fun stuff, please. And thank you. All right. For Mr. Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira, I'm Josh Pato Guessman, and you've been listening, you've been watching to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.